Alrighty, we're back. We're kicking some serious butt. All right, we got Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet. Dr. Jessica, how can they get a hold of you? Um, through my website at holistic-vet-care.com. All right, and then um, yes, that you that you do phone over the phone, and you do email consults also, right? Yes, I do. And so that they can set that up, they don't necessarily have to come into your office. All right. Sounds good. It is all explained on the website. All right. There you go. Why did the farmer have a needle and thread? Um, I want to say something about a haystack. I don't know. Maybe you have an idea? <laughs> I don't know why. So, something. Close. <laughs> he wanted to reap what he, he sowed. sowed. Reap what he sowed. That makes sense. Aww. Okay. He wanted that to makes reap sense. What, he wanted to, what he sowed. All right, folks. Wake up. Smell sense. the coffee. Yeah. Apparently. There we go. All right. Oh, coffee. Good coffee. Idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's up? <laughs> we have Michelle on the line, and Michelle has a question about vaccinations. All righty then. Hey, Michelle, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. What's your question? Well, I'm actually just wondering, and my phone's going to die, so I'll listen while I can. All right. Um, if you can give me advice, I've heard it on your show before. If you can, but I've always been driving. Can you tell me what vaccinations you recommend for both dogs and cats, frequency and whatnot? Okay. Well, basically, you know, shots are good for th- three years as of 2011, and so all shots are your choice. Uh, the only one that's record—I mean, not you know—for law is uh, the rabies. But then you can do a tighter test on that. Now, from what I've learned, I'm a huge believer. Shots are good for the life of the animal, for the dog and cat. And uh, so that as long now, if you have to board your dog or cat, you know, they have a, a list of five miles long, that things that they want you to get. Well, then what you do when you decide, you choose that you believe that shots are good for the life of the animal, then you got to find other people that, you know, like if your dog and my dog got along, when you left, I'd watch your dog. When I left, you'd watch my dog. And so, you know, you got to find other avenues so that you don't have to constantly be pounding your dogs for, or cats, you know, full of shots. And so that's that's my take. And so what what do you think, Dr. Jess? Well, I think, you know, as the pet owner, you have to educate yourself. Yes. So go read Stop the Shots by John Clifton and Vaccines Explained by Lori Coger, C-O-G-E-R. And both of those are short, concise, big print, to the point books that will just kind of help you understand vaccines a little bit better and help you make that decision. Yeah, and shot, so, shock to the system is another good one. Yeah, too. if you want to get a little bit more heavy duty, yeah. then you read What Vets Don't Tell You About Vaccines, vaccines. and Shock to okay. the System. Um, but like, but for, just for basics, Stop the Shots and Vaccines Explained are very worthwhile and quick reads. You know, I, I rarely tell people what to do about vaccines, but if your pet has some kind of health condition, whether it's allergies, anal glands, seizures, hypothyroidism, you know, whatever, you do need to stop vaccinating. Um, because you know that will it's just going to have adverse effects on their health and if they were vaccinated when they were young if they went through the puppy or kitten series of shots they are very likely immune for life so i usually just assume that they are and recommend that people stop vaccinating if their pets have any kind of chronic health issue does that help you oh we lost her Okay. Well, maybe she can get to a phone or she can email me up at Katie's Canine or she can email Dr. Jess through her website at holistic-vet-care.com. And uh, so hopefully that we can help her out. She held on long for quite a long. I feel bad that her phone ran down. 
<clears throat> maybe we should tell people they're on a cell phone that's you know going to crash. <laughs> but I don't know. Okay, hey, we got some open lines. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. If you want to give uh, Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet, a call. I, I mean, call here. And see, you got a vet here. Talk to the vet. You got me. Talk to me. And who's up next? We have Julie. And Julie has a question about she has two dogs and the older dog is not accepting the younger dog. All righty then. Hey, Julie, how you doing? Hi, I'm great, Katie. Thank you. All I right. appreciate getting through to talk to you. No problem. Um, so what are the older, what kind of older dogs are they? So our older dog, she's nine years old. She's a cockapoo. Okay. Um, and she's never like super loved hanging out with other dogs. We have a couple friends who have brought their dogs over and she's been fine with them and, you know, whatever. Um, so we got this dog at the end of January. We got him from the Humane Society. He's being trained as a service dog mm-hmm. and his training's going great. What um, kind of dog so is he? Met, he is a mix of a beagle and a cattle dog. Okay. And then how old? He's um, about one and a half. Okay. Okay. Um. So at first they were okay. You know, she wasn't like, hey, my best friend is here, but she was tolerating him. Mm-hmm. Um, we had him meet outside, you know, away from the house and kind of took a short walk with, you know, kind of near each other, sort mm-hmm. of a, you know, slow greeting as much as we could. And then um, we kept my son, it's pretty much my son's dog, and um, his name is Max is the dog. Mm-hmm. So he kept Max on a leash close to him, and plus we weren't sure about his potty training, and so we wanted to have him right there. So he kept him on a leash close to him, um, and, you know, the older dog still had the run of the house, and she's about 25 pounds, and Max is 45 pounds. Mm -hmm. Um, And she she has always been allowed, like, up on the couch and that kind of thing. She's never been a problem with it, whatever, and Max is not allowed on the furniture, Mm -hmm. which he's fine with. He doesn't try to get up. Um, So they were kind of like, eh, whatever. And now in the last probably few weeks, um, he tries to play with her. It starts with play, and she doesn't want to play, so Mm -hmm. she growls at him. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't take the hint at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it gets to the point where he's kind of barking back at her, and then he runs around in the house to kind of have a house where he can go, like, around in a circle kind of a deal. And she gets really irritated and barks and snaps at him and... Yeah, we're not really sure what's going on or how we can, when we should intervene, if we should intervene. Okay. So First yeah. of all, you're the one that made a decision to get another dog, okay? Not her, right. you. No, I okay? know. And I when know. people ask me, you know, if they should get another dog, I always ask them, what's the existing dog like? What Does it like playing with other dogs? Does it, you know, yeah. is it fun? And, and you're like, yay, we got another, you know, yeah, I got a friend over on this side. I got a friend over here and la, right. la. Right, Okay, if, that, if that's the personality, then get another dog. If you got a dog that, you know, is like, you know what? I like me, myself, and I, and maybe a couple of you humans, and that's about it. You shouldn't get yeah. out of the dog because it's going to clash. Right. And then what's going to happen here now is you've got to be the guardian of the old, the existing dog, the cockapoo. Okay. okay. Yeah. And the thing is, is not when you should intervene, you shouldn't let it get to that level. Okay. And that's so, what we've been trying to do. And so if you so. have to, you keep the uh, the new one, the big old cattle dog mix, keep on a leash with you. 
All right. Okay. So, and then you yeah. call him back if he's going to go pe- pester the cockapoo. Then you, you, hey, get back here, leave her alone. You know what kind okay. of what a, what a witch she can be. <laughs> right, right. And then so the whole thing is, is so that that the existing dog, you know, the cockapoo, can go, be in her house without being pestered by this dog. Right. All right? Yeah. And there's no one thing, and and eventually, you know, like if he goes to you know go pester, ah, uh-uh, come on, get back here. That's what you're after. Is that when he will listen to what you have to say and not right. pursue her anymore and come back to you okay because okay. like with my gilligan he's 10 pounds and you know my ethel is three pounds okay and every once in a while yesterday was one of the days he gets a bee in his bonnet and decides that ethel is his personal um drag toy so he'll go go up grab just he be, looks like he's just gonna walk on by and he'll turn grab her ear and start pulling her across the kitchen floor you know what i mean and sometimes she's you know that i'm like hey 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 you be nice and then he, he ba- drops backs off like nah, 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 nah. yeah <laughs> but yeah. the thing is though see i never leave them alone Alone, you know, like when I leave, Ethel goes into oh, yeah, a kennel. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, right. No, no. And so, yeah. So, but the thing is, is you've got to be the, you're the one that chose to get another dog. So, right. you've got to try to blend it as gracefully as possible. And okay. so, that is less um, wear and tear on the existing dog. All right. Okay. See, and I'm then, so glad to hear that because that's what I've been trying to do and trying to get across. And I'm getting pushback from my family. Yep. Nope. They're like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, this was her house. Yes. Yes. And she is my dog. Right. You know, and and we've been really working on that, especially that she knows, yes, you are still my dog. Uh-huh. She's, you know, wherever I go, she follows me. Yep. You know, she just decided I was the one, basically. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay. And so, so what you just want... That's you- what we've been trying to do. I just wanted to make sure we weren't like totally screwing up right no no no. but but you just gotta you gotta guard that dog's you know the yeah. existing dog's face in space because in plus a year and a half old you know come on let's play exactly, exactly. and she's like, like you know off. yeah take it next door <laughs> i don't want to interact like that okay yeah. there are some okay. nine-year-olds that are silly and would you know du- you know roll up their paws and say bring it on but this yeah, particular yeah. one is telling you i don't like this get it out yeah. of my and you don't want the more the if you let it keep going and escalating eventually it's going to turn out to be a free for all, and then animosities yeah. will be, you know, will will occur, and then neither one. He's going to be pursuing her. She's going to be pursuing him. As far as right. I do not like you. So what you want to do is that have them agree to disagree. Like, okay, you stay over there with that human. I'll stay over here with this human. Yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. and things like that. And so okay. you know, just and make sure everybody's on on board with this yep. because it can get very tumultuous if that little, you know, the younger one keeps poking at the older one. And right. so uh, and then plus if it's a beagle, beagle are so willful you know like uh, they could care less uh, they'll just keep poking and poking they yeah. won't take they won't back down it's like ah you didn't mean it come on let's play <laughs> yeah yeah we've seen that 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 makes sense okay yep. all right well great i i really appreciate you actually we had called in when the older dog was about two okay and she was being a nightmare she was biting people she was peeing all over the house she was just horrific and we didn't know what the heck to do. Uh-huh. And you gave us advice about put away all of her toys and do this and do that. Uh-huh. And we followed all of those things. And she turned into the most delightful, oh, fantastic I'm, dog. So, I'm glad to hear that. Thank yeah, you. That's yeah. boy, nine years ago. I, yeah, I forget that I've been on the hair for 15 years. <laughs> yeah. Yep, it, and yeah, all of your advice just was perfect. And oh, I so appreciate I thought, that. okay, I'm going to call her again and figure out what to do about these two. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But no, that's the so, whole thing. It's just, you know, help, you know, her have her life and not being you know okay, upset great. by the new one okay yep awesome thank you Katie. Hey, Kato, really have a grand it. day bye-bye Thanks. all right we're gonna come back we're gonna take more of your questions Oop, which which one do i want okay why is the sun smarter than the moon why is the sun smarter than the moon be back hey hey thank
Thanks for staying with us. Uh, the Katie K9 show every Sunday, 4 to 6. And we're looking at my blingy new headset. I'm still looking in the mirror going, hello, hello. What? Did you see? My sparkly? It's very sparkly. sparkly. It's sparkly. sparkly. Yeah, in the window, you can see the reflection. Yay, look at that. I'm looking in the mirror here in the studio. I look like like an alien. I just see the top of your head, and I'm like, ooh, what is that? Yes, it's those crystals. It's like she has a magic button on it. I want you to attach. You're going to attract crows. Yeah, oh, well, we're in it outside. Don't they like sparkly things? I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do. I just saw, I can see myself in the mirror like that. With the top of my head, I can see. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to be, you're so vain. You probably think that song, song is, is about, about you, don't you, don't you. <laughs> okay, what is a, why is the sun smarter than the moon? Think about it, think about it. Because it's brighter. Did oh. I get it? The moon just isn't as bright. Yes, Carly! Oh. There you go, ding, ding, Woo. ding, ding. Look at that. There you go. Very good. I'm starting think to think it, like think a two-year-old. Good. Right. There you go. <laughs> That's what's happening. There you go. Okay, let's head to the phone lines. Okay, sounds good. We have Leslie on the line, and Leslie has a question about ticks and fleas. And that's a million-dollar question, because yes. the ticks are out rolling around right now. Hey, Car- Leslie, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good, good. So wh- good. Wh- where would we start with this discussion? <laughs> well, I had, I've been, I was giving my dog Frontline, and I noticed last year he got kind of a bad rash from it, and mm-hmm. so I've been uh, having some friends that have gotten more into, like, the essential oils and making their own homemade flea and tick yep. um, repellents, and I didn't know if you guys had any experience with those or with the collars you can get at Menards. Collars at Menards? Well, oh, those sentry. Well, there's all kinds of collars. Yeah, don't. I know. Yeah. I can't remember the name of them now. Yeah, yeah. I think um, you know any any. This is my understanding is that any essential oil is insect repellent. So you're not okay. so you're not stuck with the ones that smell bad, like yeah. citronella, uh-huh. lavender. The okay. ones I can't stand. I can't stand lavender. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, but but you can use any essential oil. So what I always recommend to people is you take your little bottle of essential oil and like you know let your dog sniff it. If they won't mm-hmm. even come near it or if they leave the room, don't use don't it. Don't use it. Oh, okay. Like if it's something okay. that is more or less like they're kind of okay with it, they can be in the same room with it, then you can use that one. So you might okay. find one or two different oils. And then I think Katie's got the best idea. So you put a couple of drops onto a bandana. Yep. Put it in a Ziploc bag overnight. And then you take it out in the morning and you can just kind of have it already tied so you can sort of toss it around their neck when they go outside. And then when they okay. come back in the house, take it off so that they're not constantly subjected to the, the smell, the odor. Yep. Okay. Because I'll tell you what, like uh, to me, honestly, like all essential oils smell bad. They're like, too, yeah. they're too much. Yeah, they're overwhelming. They're very strong, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I've, I've been squeezing anal glands for years. I hardly have a sense of smell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cleaning up poo and squeezing anal glands. But, but the essential oils are a little bit too much for yeah. me. So that's why I would say, you know, just if, you're, if you sniff one and you're like, oh, I think I like the way this one smells, just hold it out to your dog. And you don't even have to crack the lid, right? Yeah. Your no, dog you don't. can yeah. smell it right through the bottle. Yeah. Yep. Don't crack oh, the lid because okay. then that's overwhelming. Like one, I remember one time I took a big whiff, <laughs> you know, when they first yeah. came out and I didn't, you know, didn't know that you're supposed to like, you hold, you know, you don't need it right into your nose. I was smelling it for weeks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yuck. 
But also, All but right. there's so many uh, neat things. There's a uh, ambertick.com. Ambertick.com. It is okay. a Baltic pine. Uh, they look like little brown beads. And it's a collar that you put around and after 24 hours, it, it, it warms up to your dogs. Uh, and it works for people too. And they're supposed to boost your immune system and repel flea and ticks mm-hmm. naturally. And now I've got, oh. a, I've got them now. Um, and so, uh, well, they're on their way. But anyway, and then uh, now, so people are starting. So this summer is going to be really cool to see how they work. Uh, uh, because yeah. a, a, a dog walker called and told me about it, and I'm like, I never heard of it. And so then, and that's the, those uh, Baltic pine, um, amber, uh, whatever. But they're the yeah, necklaces, it's, it's a, yeah. Because amber is a pine resin, yes, and it basically hardens. In, it's like a raw, yep. And they make little, they're like they're little dainty collars yes. out of them. So they yes. have like a leather clasp, but you can see right away that you're not attaching your leash to that. Yeah, collar. no, no, no. It's, it's kind of like a necklace, okay. exactly. Yeah, and so there's also, and I think AmberstonePets.com also makes one. So there's a lot yeah. of options. Oh, there is a lot of them out there. Mm-hmm. And see, my daughter uses these when I first saw them. I'm like, that's around my grandkids' neck. And it's because she uses them for teething. You know, when they're going through their teething, it takes oh. what it does. It takes the pain. They, they're, they're, it's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's so cool. So that's another one. If you go to my website, ktk9.com, and go to yeah. radio show and then scroll down, I have a lot. I listed a lot of natural ways for fleas and ticks to repel oh, them. And okay. diatomaceous earth is another one, uh, slang DE, food grade. It looks like powdered chalk. You put it into a uh, cotton. Make sure it's a cotton baby sock. You need to twist it and then um, uh, seal it off with a zip tie. And then you pat it like uh, the back of the neck and the shoulder blades, right where the tail and the butt meet. And then under into the chest area. So any okay. flea or tick that rocks through it, it scrapes their shell and they dehydrate and die naturally. Because see, what you're doing is that you could put some in their bedding, you know, in case they bring the critters okay. in from outside. And, mm-hmm. uh, but see, the, you know, when it, you're not killing, because this is what I don't get though, is that when people use the flea and tick stuff, okay, you know, like the spot ons and that, the insect has to bite them to die. Right. Mm. Okay. For, for the for the spot on, they're supposed supposedly they just need to get enough of it on their shells. Oh, okay. But ticks are kind of hard shelled animals, right. and so it takes a lot of that stuff to because kill. Because to me, is for that I don't ones, want my the ones, Yeah, the ones that you feed them, like the brevect with the yeah, next guard, that they do have to bite them. Okay. In okay. order to get it. Okay. Well, yeah. And see, the, the thing is, is that when you do the spot ons, at least if your dog has a reaction, you can quickly use Dawn dish soap, you know, and then work it in to pull out that oils and stuff like that, and rinse it off, and then do it again. Okay. But if you you give the kind that goes inside, you know, like in the next guard and such like that. If the dog have a reaction, guess what? You're screwed. <laughs> and yeah. so, uh, so that's why, but there's so many natural ways and you can use them all together. You know, everybody thinks, well, which one do I use? Use them all. They don't interact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other good options are the pet protector. What's that? The pet protector is a little metal disc that you hang on your oh, yeah. dog's collar. I've heard that. And it's like, it costs something like 75 bucks, yep. but it works for four years. Mm-hmm. And, wow. it, and it keeps bugs off them. I've had clients come in with those things, and they've they found nothing, nothing on their dogs. And if my dogs didn't constantly bite each other's heads and necks, I yeah. would I would totally do the pet protector. Yeah. There's also the zero bug zone tag. Yep, that's another. It's like one. this little paper tag with yep. some sort of magnetic strip on it, yep. and it keeps bugs away from them. And you just hang it on their collar. Yeah, I don't get oh, how that works. It's, to me, I call it voodoo, but by God, people swear by those things. So, well, they, yeah, I mean, they yeah. work, and, and in this yeah. neck of the woods, it right. sure would be nice to... Yep, and so that's why what you got to do is, like I say, I don't put anything on or in 
myself that I will not put honor in my my dogs or my cats or my horse or whatever. And I just yeah. don't get why people would put these you know pesticides in or on their dogs, their best friend. And then also you're petting the dog and hugging them and kissing them, and you're absorbing all that crap too. You know exactly. So, so I just don't Little get kids it. They're rubbing their faces on them. You, know? oh, you so, bet. Oh, that's yeah, oh, not good. Not you good. bet. So that's why yeah. and there's so many natural ways to do it that I just don't get. But then everybody's just repelled. Like, I found one. Well, big deal. At least you didn't find a thousand, you know? Right. And then also, deer in our state. Oh, yeah. And then also getting a, a flea comb, uh, which AKA is a lice comb. It's plastic, okay? And one size mm-hmm. a little bit wider, bla- or uh, what do you call it? Uh, Teeth. 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 Teeth, thank you. Then the other side. And so it, it also plucks uh, uh, deer ticks. Okay, oh, so the thing well, is, okay. is that when they come in, you wait about a half hour, and then what happens is that then now all the, the everything's starting to gravitate to the head, and then you take mm-hmm. that tick, you know, uh, flea comb, tick comb, and just run it through, and if you find one, you plop it in some running alcohol, not, you know, the tick and the flea, mm-hmm. not the dog. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay? And so anyway, uh, but yeah, so there's so many natural ways that to do it, I just, I don't understand, but people, uh, uh, to me, is just lazy where they don't want to pick. Then, and then I said, walk them on cement, and then you don't have to worry about picking ticks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You I'm bet. very, Here's very to, uh, called, and I th- love the show. Thank you. You have a great day. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Where do you keep a baby pig? Where do you keep a baby pig? All right, then. There we go. So, where do you keep a baby pig? Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Dr. Jess, what do you think? In a pig pen? That's what I thought, too. Well, basically, I'll give it to you. In In a a play pen. In a play pen. P-E-N. You know, yeah. In a playpen? Yeah, a baby pig pen. A pig pen, yep. Oh. In a playpen, pig pen. Right. Right See, on. I use playpen with like actual human children. Okay. You could put your baby pig in there if you so desire. Yes, you can. Interesting. I'm sure there are a lot of them that are in there too. <laughs> All oh. right. There we go. Yeah. Okay, who's up next? Okay, we have Kay on the line, and Kay has a question about her dog that tore its ACL. Uh-oh. Hey, Kay, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, good. What kind of pupper are we talking about? He is a Yorkie, about 14 pounds. Okay. Um, How old? He tore his, uh, 11. 11 years old? Okay. Is he yes. overweight or good weight? He is a little over. He's about 14 pounds. Okay. And so he tore his ACL, and we were advised that when they're that small, they'll usually just heal up and be fine, won't need to do surgery, but we could. So we opted not to do the surgery. Mm-hmm. However, he still has a limp. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he should still have a limp or if that's supposed to go away. Well, how long ago did it happen? About a month. Oh, wow. Maybe a little over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He but doesn't that's, seem that's to be nothing. in pain. Okay, so so what, did, what did you do for rehab? They just had us um, give him a lot of rest and they put him on some anti-inflammatories. Oh. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not, not necessarily going to do it. Um, okay. So, what are you feeding him? He, I don't know which brand it is right now, but he normally eats a dry food mixed with a little bit of a canned food. Okay. So, um, you know, you might want to look into upgrading his nutrition. And I think there's a lot of uh, books and information online about that. But really, if you think about, like, where is his body going to get the molecules, the substances that it needs to repair itself, you have to eat them. And so you better give him a good nutritious food that's actually going to provide those things. 
Because um, so we do buy the ridiculously expensive extra good food for him. I just don't remember which brand because we switch them. Okay, good, good. Well, he'd be he'd benefit more if you got him off the processed food and got him into like a, a, a raw diet for a while. You know, like a formulated raw diet. Uh, because okay. that will be more conducive to getting what he needs to repair his uh, ACL and such like that. Right. So no matter what your, you know, how much money you spend for like a dry kibble food or whatever, that doesn't make it a good food. You got to know the company and the quality of ingredients they use. But the bottom line is that it's cooked. And so a lot of the good stuff is cooked out so that he could use mm-hmm. to repair himself. Right. So, um, oh. and then the the thing with ACLs is that, uh, when there is an ACL damage, so a lot of times people think that it happens because the dog has jumped for the Frisbee or something like that, but there has to be pre-existing inflammation within the joint in order for that ligament to be weakened at all. And so anti-inflammatories will help, but you have to think about there's like this systemic body-wide inflammation going on, and you can't be on anti-inflammatories forever because they'll rip up your guts and destroy your kidneys eventually. So it's I think is safer to use natural products. So he needs to be on a joint supplement, but really it's a ligament problem. And so then the challenge is finding a supplement that will actually provide nutrition to the ligaments. And I think Standard Process is the only company that makes stuff like that. So with a case like this, Standard Process makes a supplement called Ligaplex One. And I use that. Um, I use Collagen C. And these are supplements made for humans. Um, but they're really helpful for the rebuilding and repair of ligaments. Then you have to do stuff like as soon as the dog is weight bearing on the leg, then you start walking them on leash, not with a retractable leash because you need to be able to control them. And you want the dog to be going as slow as possible. And if it's a Yorkie, that means you're kind of creeping along, right? So you have to shorten your stride to accommodate the dog because you want the dog to walk. And gradually... You know, now that the weather's nicer, you can walk them farther and farther because now you need to strengthen the muscles that are going to support the joint. Um, so other good exercises to do are um, you can go on Amazon and get yourself. Um, there's a thing called a balance pad and then also a wobble disc. Um, so for a little dog like that, you can get the 14 inch wobble disc. Um, if you have a big dog, then you need to get the 22 inch one. And basically you use treats and because um, like my shepherd blew out both his knees, which is why I'm such an expert on this. Because <laughs> I did this with my dog um, and he's perfectly sound now and runs for the ball like crazy. So with treats, you teach the dog to step up. So you start with the front feet and get him to step up onto the balance pad. And it's just like this squishy rectangle of this weird kind of foam mm-hmm. stuff. Yep, yep. And when you stand on it, you constantly have to the adjust balance. to yes, kind of keep yep. your balance. Yep. And so with a treat, then you sort of move the treat towards his face so that he has to shift his weight back to his hind legs. And then with a treat, get him to turn his head to one side because that's going to shift his weight to the other hind leg. So you do stuff like that. And then if you're really... If you're a better dog trainer than I am, which is not difficult, then you get him to stand with his hind legs up on the balance pad. Okay. Then you graduate to the wobble disc. The wobble disc is a little bit more challenging to keep your balance. So you do the same thing with that. Or you could just get the 22-inch, get the big wobble disc, and get the whole dog to stand on the darn thing. And, and you only do this for like two minutes a day, you know, maybe twice a day. I mean, because you're not trying to 
fatigue his muscles. You're just trying to kind of retrain those little positional muscles that would have prevented him from tearing the ligament in the first place. Those are the little teeny tiny muscles that nobody pays attention to. The ones that wake up and say, oh, yeah, your leg doesn't go that far. (laughs) And those are the muscles that you're trying to retrain. Um, And then a lot of it is just putting the miles on the dog. And so if he's not been your walking buddy before, he kind of needs to become your walking buddy so that you can put the miles on and build up strong muscles in his hind end particularly. So then I'll have people do things also like, um, you know, lay down, um, well, a ladder. Maybe if you have a small ladder for a dog like this, you know, lay it down on the ground and then you walk him through it. But then you stop after after he steps over each rung and put a treat down on the ground. You don't want him looking up at you. You want him looking at where his feet are going. And this this business of stepping over a pole or stepping over a broomstick or something like that and then stopping, it increases the neurological input from the feet up the limb to the spine. Oh, interesting. And these are exercises that I stole from Linda Tellington Jones first book the tellington jones equine awareness method really yeah because it's about increasing proprioception in horses so i did this with my first horse because she was a klutz and it was like every day there was some new injury you know she'd bang herself on something or there was laceration or whatever so i did these exercises with her and she became very sure-footed and it has lasted her entire life wow nice so it's the same thing it's about increasing awareness of hello where are your feet feet right now okay so that's just really simple things like that. If if you, again, if you're a better dog trainer than I am, not difficult. Get Katie to help you. Teach your dog to back up. And once you get them, once you can get them to back up, then teach them how to back through an L. Or oh yeah. Back around a barrel or back yeah. around the footstool. Yep. Yeah. You know, back around the ottoman. Or All my the dogs know the, the word back, boy. And- yeah, and because just because that makes them have to think about their hind legs, most dogs don't. Right. So your dog can run for the ball. Do the agility course or whatever without really thinking about where their hind legs are. And that's how they injure themselves. Another thing to do is you get the dog on a leash at your side and you walk up a hill. Okay. It doesn't have to be a steep hill. You're not you're not putting steps on the Fitbit or, you know, going for the burn. But same thing. It's kind of an awareness exercise. So you as the human, you are going to be creeping up the hill because you want your Yorkie to walk up the hill and that's why they have to be on a leash because he can run up the hill right in using his body incorrectly and then what you do is so then if the hill is going up you turn yourself sideways and you go one way across the side of the hill so that like say his say the legs on the right side of his body are higher than the legs on the left yeah and then you turn and you go back the other way so now his legs on the left are higher and it just same thing it increases that body awareness excellent but it's really cool and finally get your dog to a chiropractor okay if you haven't done that yet now is the time to introduce yourself to your friendly neighborhood animal chiropractor and get this dog on a regular course of treatment because to compensate for that knee he has already been holding his body stiffly and incorrectly. Yep, that's very true. For, you know, a month now since he injured it and probably sometime before. So you have to, you know, you have to treat him for that. Also, too, oh. I, I would work really hard at getting this dog weight down because extra weight is not good on their joints. Right. So, you know, what I mean, uh, if you're going to give any treats, then you use veggies, you know, during it. But otherwise, you you know, cut back on the food. And let's say you're feeding a half a cup all day, which is, you know, so it'll be a half a, a, a 
let's see, three quarters of that half a cup, whatever that is, in the morning, and then, you know, like an eighth of a cup in the evening. Always a light dinner, all right? And you might want to look into a formulated, you know, raw diet, like raw bistro, Tucker's, uh, Northwest Naturals, such like that, and rotate them in to that, and then some good supplements. How can she get a hold of you for more information? Um, at holistic-vet-care.com. There's a contact page. Okay, is that right? Did that help you out, Kay? Um, it does some, but I'm still not clear on whether after we do all this, the limp should be completely gone. Well, hold on a second. We'll t- address that when we get back, okay? Okay, wh- when do you quit doing laundry? When do you quit doing laundry? We'll be back. We're winding on down, so greatly appreciate that. Hey, I'm on the podcast, so wherever you get your podcast, uh, do, what do they just do? Put, type in Katie Canine? Is that what they do? Yeah, I mean... Okay. Yeah, you can. Okay. It's really easy if you go to the My Talk app, though. Okay, go to the My Talk app. Yeah. Okay, go to the My Talk app. Also, go to MyTalk1071.com and go to my Katie K9 show page, and the information there is how to get a hold of Je- Dr. Jessica. And then also, uh, dog plays with balloons. And so it's, it's always kind of cute. Good exercise, too. Uh, for a little Shih Tzu or um, Lapso, one of the two, is playing with it. It's, it's very, very cute. All right. When do you quit? Let's see. When do you quit doing laundry? When all of your clothes are clean. Yeah, right. Boy, that ain't going to happen in my <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> yeah, that made sense to me. When okay. you're tired of it? No, when you throw in the towel. <laughs> um, all right, fine. When do you quit doing laundry when you throw I in the towel? I liked my answer, though. No, that was very good. When it's all done. Yeah, well, like I said, it ain't happening in my house. It is not. It never has and probably never will. That's okay. I hate laundry. I, I, I always wear, wait for like, okay, I don't have any more socks left. Or, you know, I'm getting off a little in the unders. And so it's like, and then I go in there and go, oh, look at what I've got to do before to find it. <laughs> <laughs> I just got two other. I'd rather be doing busy doing other things, you know. I agree. I would. I would rather be doing other things. But... I may do a roll up my sleeve tonight. We'll see. <laughs> Who knows? Or throw I just throw in the towel and just forget about it. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> throw in the towel. Exactly. Hey, but yeah, you got to go into mytalk1071.com. Remember, you can stream this uh, this station live any place in the whole world just by going to mytalk1071.com, and then you can listen to all the shows. And then there's lots of podcasts going on now. I mean, this is the creme la creme. We're like a, a website with a radio. Uh, station, you know, and then I mean, a we podcast. Always, we always had that. No, but no, no, this, but I mean, but I, but it's just, it's, it used to be, I don't know, it's just, it's just blending together yes, so yes. cool. You know, it's just, it's a little it's more just, accessible. Oh, yeah. 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 It, it's just, it's so neat. It really is. Yeah. So I'm, par- I'm proud to be a part of the station. Yes. So, as am I. Yes. 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 All right. Let's go back. Where are we at? Okay. We're with Kay. Oh, yep. Okay. Okay. Kay. Okay. You up to that. Okay. Dr. Jess. Yeah, so, yep. so Kay, your last question was, how long is this going to take? No, I'm just wondering if, if after the rehab, once he's considered healed, will the limp be completely gone? Because he doesn't seem like he's in pain. He runs, he plays, he does all the normal stuff. There's uh-huh. still a little bit of a limp. Um, and there, you know, there, there may or may not be. It kind of depends on what else was going on. Did you have him x-rayed when he tore the ligament? Yes. Okay, and what's the status of his hips? They said everything else looks completely normal. Okay, because a lot of times it depends on the hips and the lumbar spine. So if they've got any changes in their hips or any changes in their spine, you know, that can cause additional problems. So um, whether they go back to uh, complete soundness, um, I don't know, my predictive values are not that great. I think in general they do. Okay. I mean, in my experience, most of my patients do end up being sound, 
But, but he's 11 years old. Yeah, and everybody's an individual. Yeah, so, that's very true. And if there's any damage to the meniscus, you know, that's going to totally complicate things. Although if he's running around, then, you know. And getting that weight off is going to be a huge help, kiddo. Right. Huge, huge. Yes, All right. we've been working on that good, for good, years. Good, good, good. Oh, here's, here's <laughs> how you work on it. Okay, wait, hold on. Yeah, here's how you work on it. Feed him less. Yeah. <laughs> uh, weight, lo- weight loss in dogs is not rocket science. So you're feeding him really good food. I always tell people, save money, feed less. You got it. And you know, we have tried that. And he, like, you know, for the snacks, he loves like baby carrots. He'll eat veggies and things. But I swear, sometimes it seems like he's still gaining weight and we can't figure out how. And we've checked the house. Like maybe there's something left around that he's finding that we don't know about. Okay, but see, carrots but, are very high in sugar. So if you give too many oh, carrots, you, you know, that's going to add okay. to his waistline. You know, so that's, you know, broccoli, cauliflower, uh, <laughs> zucchini. Oh, excuse us. <laughs> Zucchini, uh, you know, things like that that are. And the thing is, is that don't overdo, you know, and even good things can be overdone, you know. And just because they look at you like, oh, I need something. Well, oh, here, I'll give you something. You know, instead of when you're, he's looking for food, redirect him, teach him a trick, play, you know, do something instead of feeding the tummy. All right. Because when a dog hits three years old, their system comes to a screaming halt. Okay. Whereas. Uh, they're, they're done growing. They're done, you know, filling out and such like that. Now it's just called maintaining. And the older they become, the less and less food you really got to feed them. Okay. Now, you, if you listen to the show, you probably heard this before. Okay. When I was 20, I could have a peanut butter parfait. When I was 30, I would have a half, uh, a medium Sunday. When I was 40, I'd have a large cone. When I was 50, I'd have a small cone. When I turned 60, I just drive by the Dairy Queen, the calorie just jump into the truck. I don't even need to have anything anymore and I get fat just look, thinking about it. And so that's what you got to remember with the dogs is that their system at that age is a screaming halt where it just takes a very minuscule to keep maintain them. And then by getting him off of the dry food, which is at least 50% carbs and carbs turn into sugar, then what, that what you're going to do is you're going to take calories out of there if you go to the raw, you know, formulated raw diet or uh, if even if you go to a dehydrated, you know, like Honest Kitchen or Sojo's, you know, where you just put the amount, but you don't feed them according to what they weigh. You feed according to what they should weigh, and then you even cut that back a bit. All right. And use okay. smaller bowls so that, you know, it doesn't, you know, if it, just like me, I never um, put myself on a diet. I just use smaller plates and stuff the heck out of it. So then it looks like I'm eating a lot. But if I put that on a standard plate, it's like, whoa, I'm not eating that much. It's an eye thing, you know, the, mm-hmm. your eye. And so that's why it's really important, but it can be done. You know, if you've, if you, if you had blood work and you know that he's not hyperthyroid, you know, he's not, his thyroid isn't un- underactive. That's the mm-hmm. only thing that, you know, could, uh, you know, cause him not to lose right, weight. That's what I was thinking of. That's how you get these dogs who are not fed very much, but they, are they fat. stay fat or mm-hmm. they, they continue to gain weight. Yeah. Then you have to check out the thyroid. But the best way to do that is through Jean Dodd's lab at Hemopet um, because she does like a whole complete thyroid panel, looks at all the different thyroid values, looks at the age of the dog, the sex, the breed, what they're fed. Uh-huh. She looks at all that and comes back to tell you if they're really hypothyroid or not. Okay. Okay. And when they do what they call their senior blood work, is that something that's checked, the thyroid? No, you have to ask for it. It may, it may okay. or may not be. Yeah, most, but, but the thing is, even the regular lab is just going to do a total T4, which mm-hmm. which is not informative. And so if I have a patient who um, I suspect of being hypothyroid, I will run the, the blood work through Hemopet 
which is just hemopet.org. And if you go to the website and click on the test availability, it'll like explain everything he, to you. Hemo, H-E-M-O? Pet? H-E-M-O-P-E-T dot org. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Because that's the whole thing is just, but yeah, the, uh, like I said, bead less. And that's huge. You know, I have my three pounder ethyl that I was so scared I was going to make a sausage out of and be, because I've never fed anything that little. So I just re- visualized her stomach. Her stomach is the size, not quite, of a half a walnut. All right. What am I going to put in that a half a walnut? And so that puts a perspective on what you should feed your dog so that you don't give them, give them overweight. All right. Because, okay. it, you, because, like I said, it doesn't take hardly anything. And that's, you know, many uh, owners are killing them with kindness by, you know, in the well, like I said, but if you get them off the carbs, get them off that, you know, the, and get them onto it, you like some of the raw and remember, rotate it in. And then uh, also, like like I say, de- freeze dried, which is uh, freeze dried is the raw with the moisture taking out of, if you don't want to handle raw. And then, or the dehydrated, which is army rations. It's got everything in there. You just add water and feed out because now you don't have as many carbs going into her. So that will, you know, back off and just always remember feed the bulk of the food in the morning and a light dinner. And then, like I say, too many carrots is a lot of sugar. So try to maybe uh, a couple of cukes, uh, you know, things like that. So, okay. Okay. Thank okay. You. Good luck. And you can get a hold of Jess at the holistic dash vet dash care.com. Okay. Thank you. You bet. Take care. Bye bye. So, that, but see, like I said, when you want ECLs and stuff like that, we, we, we never know how we're going to heal. And, but overweight doesn't help it heal very much. <laughs> yeah, and if, if you have a dog with an ACL tear, I always recommend the website TiggerPaws.com, T-I-G-G-E-R-P-O-Z.com okay. to help you decide if you want to pursue surgery or not. Okay, cool. Thank you, Des, for coming on once again. Always a pleasure to have you. Thank you. And thank fun. you, Carly. And I'm sorry I blinged you to death with my brand new red, white, and blue headsets. Or my bling, I should say. Okay, you guys have a great week. Uh, great program coming up next. Dishing up nutrition. And don't drain, I mean, don't hide your dogs. Train them.